0: You don't need to have a security background. You don't need to know everything that you need to do for TSA. What you do need to have is good customer skills and a drive.
1: Welcome to Insider Career Conversations. I'm your host, Sylvia Juarez. As an education and higher ed advocate, I'm dedicated to informing different communities about college readiness and admissions. I'm finding that more and more individuals are interested in non-traditional career paths. This sometimes leads to conversations about career options that aren't in the mainstream or obvious. Insider Career Conversations explores how to get into these niche fields, what trainings and education is needed, and other requirements that can make for a successful career. This season's conversation focuses on law enforcement through community engagement and educational opportunities. My co-host is retired officer Benny Green, Benny and I have partnered to enrich college and career days at middle schools. Our goal has always been to inspire students to explore how law enforcement might be a career for them. Hi, Benny. How are you doing today?
2: Doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well. I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have today. I know that you and I often talk about community engagement and where it intersects with education opportunities. Um, today, I think the our guests will definitely touch on that. But can you tell me a little bit about how you define community engagement?
2: Well, sure. For me, community engagement is actually um, whatever uh, aspect of law enforcement that you may uh, or endeavor that you or a job that you career you may have. I think it's more or less just you're doing that job, but it's taking it to another level, which is actually getting out and going out and speaking to people, depending on what type of environment you're in, but getting out just getting to know the people that you're supposed to serve and work for, and no matter what capacity that is, but just going another step, another to another level of just service, if you will, because I've always mentioned, well, I always believe that service is a big part of what we do. So it'll be interesting today, since our guests, as we have different ones every week, I would be very interested to see how they perform their community engagement regarding them in terms of their their jobs and their careers they have chosen.
1: Absolutely. I think that one of the things that I have learned from our conversations has been about the enforcement piece. In the past, I've thought about it more like a physical, where now I'm learning that there's also policy enforcement, and that's what TSA does. And uh, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Lori, who's here to talk to us about the opportunities with the TSA.
3: Thank you so much, Sylvia. I'm so glad to be here to talk about this important issue.
1: I do want to talk a little bit about your background in terms of what I know that you went to
3: Washington State, correct? I did. I went to Washington State University, and I have a degree in communications from there. And I've been with the federal government now for 30 years doing various forms of media relation. And I've been with the TSA for about 10 years. And it's a reminder to people that you can take those skills and apply them in a variety of venues. And so um, if you're in my field of, of communications, the TSA is a great place to be because there's always something to talk about. Every day is different. And one of the other great parts of my job, and I and I heard this in the introduction, is being part of the community. You know, when you travel and you go through the security checkpoint, those TSA officers live in your community. They live in your town, in your city, and they are there and they're public servants. They have an important job to do. And uh, we're very proud of our uniformed workforce. There's more than 50,000 TSA officers nationwide at airports across the country. And one of the real beauties of that is if you get hired, let's say, and in a particular city like Los Angeles, but you decide that you want to move to Las Vegas or Dallas or Miami you can apply for that transfer with the agency. And so there's that portability. Well,
1: thank you so much, Lori, for that for that, because I think it's important that as we have some college students out there or maybe some individuals that study communications and are interested in making a move, that this is one of the options that they have before them, especially because a lot of us, especially in these times, are looking for stability when we're thinking about maybe moving, you know physically from from one city to another, like you just exampled. But as a traveler, because I do fly occasionally, I know that I've seen the TSA, agency, you know, at work, but I really haven't known what they're quote unquote policing or enforcing. And as you've shared with me, you have a very specific duty when it comes to what it means about security and what you are expected
3: to do for the traveler. Can you explain a little bit about that? So TSA is not a law enforcement agency at its, at our core. We work with law enforcement every single day. We work with airport law enforcement agencies. And um, the reason that that's really important is we have security procedures that we must follow. There are standard operating procedures. And if someone for example, present something that's illegal or there's something that we need to notify law enforcement about, our officers are trained to do just that. But our primary responsibility is the security screening of, of people and of, of goods to make sure that we have the freedom of movement within this country. And that is a secure system. You know, every single day at the end of the day, we're grateful. That we do. um, We're actually right now we're screening about one point four to one point six million people per day through airport security checkpoints at airports nationwide.
2: Uh, Laurie, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty I'm really interested in this. And I have quite a few questions for you and Beth, to be honest with you. Would you like to uh, introduce her at this point?
3: Absolutely. I'm so pleased to have one of our um, officers join us uh, for this podcast. Her name is Beth Stamper. She works for us at the Redmond Municipal Airport in Redmond, Oregon. That's in Eastern Oregon. And she is a supervisory transportation security officer. So she is a checkpoint supervisor who oversees the team of TSA officers who are carrying out the responsibilities. She has great leeway in what she does every day, and she is a trusted advisor to the leadership of the agency in Oregon and I'm so glad to have her share experiences.
0: Lori, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Uh, yes, I am a supervisor here at the Redmond, Oregon Airport. I've been with TSA almost seven years, but I absolutely enjoy my career with TSA. This is not somewhere I thought I was going to be, but I'll just give you a quick background on, on me. So I started back in 2015, and since then I've held a multiple of positions. I started out as a part-time, as many of our officers do. I moved into being a coach. Uh, I became a training instructor. From there, I moved up to a lead officer, which basically uh, manages our checkpoints. From there, I actually transferred. I went to Portland, Oregon, which is considered our hub airport. And I became the executive assistant for our federal screening director, and then I decided I don't want to live in Portland anymore. So I went ahead and I transferred back to Redmond um, as a lead again and was then promoted to a supervisor. So that's just kind of my base background.
1: Thank you, Beth, for um, for being here and for sharing that because I think it's important that we do cover some of the, the movement again, because it is TSA, right? That's the whole the traveling component to which you all do. But I want to go a little further back to the younger Beth. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing pre-TSA? So some of us that may not necessarily be thinking about the college degree path, but still find that this job can be something that is obtainable for us.
0: Absolutely. Great question. Um, And one, I actually receive a ton. So um, I also get to help with hiring here in Oregon. And one thing I consistently hear is, well, I don't have a security background. I don't think I could be with TSA. Well, you are absolutely wrong, because I started out as a barista. Um, I was working three jobs. I worked at an airport coffee shop, and I uh, worked at a movie theater that I was managing. And I can't even remember my third job at that point, but I was incredibly busy. And I was at the coffee shop at the airport, and the manager for um, the Redmond Airport came up to me and said, you know what, you're exactly the kind of individual we are looking for uh, for TSA, specifically for our team, but in general. And um, you don't need to have a security background. You don't need to know everything that you need to do for TSA. What you do need to have is good customer skills and a drive, a drive to hold your mission and to understand um, the surroundings around you and to remain vigilant. And we have that. I want to
3: add on to what Beth is saying, and she absolutely touched on some of the greatest qualities that we're looking for in applicants. And that is those who like being part of a larger team, a commitment to the mission. And of course, those who are willing to be trained to learn what the procedures are and what they saw in Beth. In another job that she was doing is they wanted to bring her on. Now, the advantage for Beth is she went from working as a barista for a private company. She then became a federal employee where she had full federal benefits. She had all of her training paid. She earns annual and sick leave. And in addition to all of that, she has plenty of opportunity for overtime. She gets paid differential when she works certain times of days, for example, holidays or weekends. And it really can be what you make of it.
2: Question for either you, you kind of touched on it or Beth, but you did touch on it a little bit. I'd like to know if you could walk or, like I said, Lori could walk uh, our listeners, uh, Sylvia and myself, through like the actual process or like the application process. Like, what did you do to actually get hired and what does it take so they'll understand what they should uh, expect if they were to embark on this particular field? You know, was it the subsequential training involved? Is there an academy? I know you said that you were not law enforcement. So I'm, I'm assuming, and I, please correct me if I'm wrong, that it's not paramilitary. But can it just give us more of an insight as to, like, I'm, you know, the 19, 20-year-old, and I'm going to apply. Where would
3: I start, and how would this work? So the first thing that you need to know is you do need to be a U.S. citizen, and you need have a high school d- uh, diploma or GED. And that is the basic minimums that we have. Because it's a federal job, you will apply through the USA Jobs website. You just search for TSA or transportation security officer. You'll fill out the application. And sometimes a federal uh, employment application can be a little bit daunting. But with TSA, the agency has resources available to people to help them complete that form. Once you go through the process, then what you'll do is undergo some initial screening. So, for example, one of those things is we need to do a computer-based test. We need to make sure that you're able to use the computer. We need to make sure that you're able to recognize images on a screen because you will be an X-ray operator as part of your job. You're also going to have an interview with other our employees. And, of course, then as part of it, you will have a medical screening. This does include a drug test, and I always want to tell people that marijuana is Uh, illegal at the federal level. So if someone does have a positive for marijuana in their drug test, they would not be eligible for employment. Also right now, since we're in the middle of the pandemic still, you must be vaccinated in order to come on board. You don't have to be fully vaccinated to apply, but when you come on board with the agency, that is something also to consider. Um, our, our entry-level jobs are transportation security officers. And then once you come in at that level, you'll have the opportunity to promote through a merit promotion process to other jobs, such as a lead transportation security officer, which comes with a promotion, also a supervisory transportation security officer. And then we have other jobs that you can also promote into as well. There's a lot of portability that way. We do host hiring events across the country. And if you go to um, a website, you can enter the name of a city, it will tell when the next event is. And that can be super helpful to people who want to come in person to get that help. Otherwise, you can go through the USA.jobs and apply that way. But those are the basic minimum qualifications. And once you're hired, we do have an academy we send our employees to. They're going to go to Georgia to Glencoe, Georgia, to the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, and they're going to go through the TSA Academy where they're going to learn to use the equipment. How do you screen passengers? How do you use the technology? And they're going to have a standardized treatment um, class. And once again, that's for two weeks. And then once you, that, then you have more on-the-job training. And uh, before you know it, you'll have your shoulder boards and be working independently as part of that larger team.
1: That's excellent. That's great to know. I think in in, in what you're sharing, there are some nuggets in terms of not only what you said earlier about being able to move in different directions within the agency, but also reminding us that there is specific work that each agency might be doing, like in your case, focusing on explosives. Of course, helping, I'm assuming you're in cross-agency work, you continue to support if anybody else needs some help with tasks that need to be done at an airport if I'm if I'm gathering all the information correctly.
3: That is correct. So for example if you came into TSA you would have that portability within the federal government. let's say you love Beagles you love the type of work they do you could apply to be a canine handler for customs and border protection and that is because you're now in the system you're an internal candidate and that will give you an advantage over people from the public So just something to think about if you if you want a, an entry point this is it.
1: So now that we know all the background, we know how to get in, we know all the different and cool jobs that we can have, can you walk us through the day in the life of a TSA agent? I know that you're a supervisor, but you've walked the front line walk, correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So- A day in the life, um, which just so you know, uh, it's one of my favorite things as a new hire that we send candidates through is once you get hired on with TSA, part of your first week of training is a day in the life. So we literally pair you up with somebody so you can see exactly what we do day to day. So I'll go through that. So. As an officer, we are certified in a number of different areas. So as a phase one officer is what we call it. You kind of start out with the smaller stuff. You you uh, work with TDC, which is our travel document checker, and you're up there talking to people about their boarding passes and their IDs, right? It's the beginning of the TSA checkpoint. It's the first um, feeling that you get from TSA. And then you also get to do DO, which is the divestiture officer. and we're We're the ones that are begging you to take your laptops out of your bag um, and asking you all the questions about, you know, uh, what shoes and what needs to stay on, what needs to come off. Um, And then we move on to the walkthrough mail. So, All of this to say that you're moving from piece to piece throughout the day Uh, as you go throughout and you go farther throughout the training then you move on to phase two at that point you start learning what it means to work the x-ray what it means to work the uh, AIT which is the advanced image technology it's the scanner as people call it Um, you learn how to do pat-downs and bag checks Um, all of this to say that you're never alone you um, what we have what we call the network we all work together if you have a question you ask others what you might possibly do you're constantly asking for feedback from your lead your supervisor um but you aren't doing the same thing all day you're moving from piece to piece as a unit
1: now um for either one of you a salary i know that entry might be lower as you move through the ranks, but are we looking at something between fifty to sixty thousand depending on the state you live in or because you're a federal agency is there a structure where you start at a certain point
3: and then kind of move your way up? That's a great question so uh, the starting rate for an entry level TSA officer and this would be the base rate was going to be somewhere between fifteen to $23 an hour, depending upon where in the country you're working. It's very much based on the locality pay of that area. But keep in mind, that's a base salary because you have overtime opportunities, shift differential pay, and then of course, you get the other opportunities to earn additional wages. So we're looking at a starting salary for most entry uh, level TSA officers at around 30 to $35,000. In some cities, it will be up to 45 to $47,000 a year, depending upon where you live. Now, with that being said, within six months, you're eligible for your first review and your first promotion. And that will get you an additional amount for your hourly rate. And so that's the way it goes. I can tell you our supervisors, like Beth is, they're making very nice salaries because they have a very high hourly rate. And then once you become a manager or you become one of the administrative staff or whatever your career interest is, that would also come with different pay options and opportunities. But keep in mind, you do get the full federal benefits with this. And for many people, um, even if you're a part-time employee, you get full-time federal benefits. You have a 401k plan. We have a lot of those things that make working in the government so attractive. I know Benny
1: has a question for you, but I have a, a, just a quick follow-up. So based on trainings and continued education within TSA, is does that also impact the salary? So for example, Beth, learning a certain type of training, will
3: that give her a bump in her salary? That's a good question. So first of all, all training is paid. So you're going to do that on the clock. You're going to be paid for that. And so as you rotate through the various duties of the TSA officer, that is expected. And of course, if you have additional responsibility to become a lead officer or a supervisory officer, that's commensurate with your pay. The other thing that I like to remind people about the job in general is that any time that you need additional training we are able to provide that to you on the spot we have mentors who work. Uh, we have different types of opportunities. For, for example, if you like working with families with disabilities, or you, you yourself know that others would benefit from that. You can take additional training and you can become one of our passenger support specialists. That mixes up your day. You're gonna work one-on-one with travelers who want that extra assistance when they come through the checkpoint. And that's all part of your duties. So there's just a lot of things and opportunities that will be presented to you. And that's why I say, you know, really, don't sell yourself short. This may be the variety you're looking for, and no two days are the same. Beth can tell you that. Thank you. That's great.
2: I understand that uh, TSA does a lot of law enforcement officer-type job duties, such as uh, bag searches, pat-downs. Do you find, or is this something that happens in your field where individuals uh, apply and get accepted, start their careers out as TSA, and then use this as a, if you will, for a launching pad or for other careers, maybe into actual law enforcement itself, become deputies, patrol deputies, patrol officers,
3: things of that nature? Absolutely. I know that several of those who have been with TSA go into federal law enforcement, Secret Service, uh, Customs and Border Protection, uh, working for ICE as a special agent or a deportation officer, those opportunities are presented to them if they are uh, interested in in doing that type of thing. And some do go back at the local level. It just depends upon their their interests and what they you know, want to do. But absolutely, it is a career path for that. Because we follow an SOP, and that's very similar to what you'll find in law enforcement, there is parity, and you will see people move on to those types of careers, and vice versa. I've met several people who've come from law enforcement to work for TSA because they once again, have a commitment to the mission. They want to be part of the team and they like the, the opportunities the federal government presents.
0: Lori, if I could add on that, a lot of the officers on our floor are retired, um, either state or city police, and they are amazing because they've already been in those rules. They know exactly what it looks like, and they're using this as a retirement from federal and military as well, 100%. And the cool thing about uh, military, and Lori, I might have you jump in on this, is that you get to transfer as you go. So the first part of it is that you want to be with TSA for about a year, and then the entire United States is open to you. And I used it to travel within uh, Oregon.
3: Yeah, so it is true that people uh, do come to us from the military because they want to add to their years of service. And while veteran preference is not required to join the agency, it certainly does help. So if we have military veterans out there who are looking for their next step 25% of our workforce has military service in their background. There's one more thing I wanted to touch on earlier that I didn't, and that is TSA does offer $5,000 a year per employee in tuition reimbursement. So for those who are working on a degree or want to start working on a degree, this might make that possible. So, you know, there's just a lot of benefits to being part of the team.
2: Wow, that sounds really wonderful. That's That's a good opportunity because once you get in dealing because you're the feds, You have so many, a plethora of opportunities, like you said, from FBI, CI, to whatever you want to do and move around within your own department and all the benefits that come with it.
1: I think what strikes me the most also is that both of you are very enthusiastic about the agency and obviously well informed for both of you ladies, because you are pretty. Excited about the TSA. What do you see that's that's coming up that's exciting, at least from your point of view, about the agency that you want to share as we close out?
3: One of our priorities within the agency is to use technology to supplement our human workforce. We know that when you have technology in place, it's able to um, do things that that humans can't do, but we always need that human element. So some of the things that we've rolled out is um, units that are actually able to verify a passenger's photo ID. And they're able to connect that to the database of travelers in any given day to make sure that, that you, in fact, are ticketed to travel. That helps our officers make sure that 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 photo ID verification process is accurate, and we're really proud about that. The other thing we're doing is we're rolling out 3D x-ray scanners in the checkpoint that allows our officers to get a clearer view of the contents of your carry-on bag. Now, that may sound a little bit boring to you, but let me tell you why that's important to a traveler. Because the officers can get a better view of the bag, they're going to do less bag checks. So resolving any potential security threat on screen prevents that bag check a win-win for everybody.
0: Things like what you just talked about are what make our job easier, but also the passengers uh, experience through the checkpoint much easier as well. So I am extremely excited. We here at Redmond don't have many of those things yet, but I know other airports in the state of Oregon have them as well. But then nationwide, it's just slowly rolling out and I can't wait for it to reach us.
1: Well, I'm certainly um, grateful for both you ladies being part of the, my community. My husband is a frequent flyer and I'm always grateful to those individuals that are making his travel safe and um, allowing him to get home. So for everybody that's out there that travels quite a bit or even on occasion, especially right now, uh, we do owe a lot to, to Lori and Beth and the TSA teams that are out there. Sometimes maybe you don't get the courtesy or the appreciation you should, but I'm going to take it upon myself to thank you for what you do and appreciate that you're out there doing it. Uh, I know I've learned a lot today, Benny, and I think for me, I'm I'm redefining enforcement to a certain extent. I know I've hung around you quite a bit. That's more about uh, what we're doing in terms of crime prevention, but I think enforcing policies is also something that we need to start thinking about and improve in how we promote these types of jobs as well.
2: I concur 100%. I mean, like you said, it's It's learning, but all for us and our listeners, but also just the fact that um, law enforcement and community engagement goes hand in hand in so many different facets of all our lives. Sometimes we don't even think about it, but it touches in various ways.
1: Absolutely. So thank you, Benny, for joining the conversation and and helping me uh, with this very interesting topic. Uh, Lori, Beth, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, thank you, you guys.
1: Well, we'd like to tell our listeners to stay tuned for more Insider Career Conversations that will showcase careers that possibly you have not heard about and we continue to promote. Thanks again to Officer uh, Benny Green and to the TSA team. Thank you.
3: Insider Career Conversations is a production of Juarez Consulting. For more information, you can visit JuarezConsultingInc.com. This episode was produced by Silvia Juarez Magaña, with production help and editing by Casmara Hall.